Welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. We do reviews and recaps of your favorite movies and shows. We focus on representation and the voices that are ignored. Yo, 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 it's the Salam Nerds. I'm in the lead, a.k.a. Watch the lead. I'm here, my boy, Jack. We drop live episodes on YouTube on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. All episodes can also be found everywhere podcasts are found. Thank you to all our supporters. Please help us by subscribing and leaving a good review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yo, 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 it's Salam Nerds with your host, Jazz, and me, Dr. Chopper. Chopper! <laughs> Chopper, Tony, Tony Chopper. <laughs> All right, listen, guys, we have a surprise episode for you today. We usually do not have Monday episodes, but uh, we were able to catch Skeeb, our gracious uh, guest host, who have been on all of our One Piece episode, and we've been able to get him down because he is hard to hard to lock down on an episode. So we are on episode six of One Piece. So welcome back, Skeeb. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me, and I hope that your listeners are enjoying the fandom of One Piece and are watching the show as well. I know that one of my friends watched the live action, and they just actually started watching the anime, so they're at uh skype right now oh wow they got there pretty fast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's cool um yeah i feel like once you watch the anime live action once you watch the live action the anime is a little easier to get into because you're already invested in the characters and you kind of already know the story and it's just like a richer more in-depth version of the story i feel like doing it the opposite was a little bit more rough like i didn't really get into it until like maybe 38 episodes in it took a while for me to like really get into it i would just watch it at the gym and just be like all right at least it's not a waste because at least i'm getting some calories burned <laughs> but now but, you love it but now i'm obsessed now i'm obsessed with one piece it's pretty pretty sad um i am currently in the spooky era of one piece where they go and they fight this like bat guy and stuff like that. And they meet this, uh, Brooke who is like the skeleton. Yep. Thriller Thriller bark. bark. Yeah. Thriller bark. That's where I am. So I'm there right now. It's, it's a very zany arc. Uh, but I kind of like it. I kind of like it. There's a lot of funny parts to it. So it's, it's, uh, and that's the thing I also miss. 
Yeah, and there was a throwback to some stuff that happened when they got to the Grand Line, which I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. So that's the one thing I like about the show. There's a lot of cool throwbacks. Things get connected, even though there are like 200 episodes ago, they'll somehow be uh, connected to what's happening. And I feel like the live action is probably setting up a lot of things to, to do the same thing. What are your thoughts? Jazz, Skeeb. Skeeb, go ahead, man. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. Ichi Ura is the goda of foreshadowing. And you're right. Um, they did talk about how Buggy was friends with Shanks. Uh, and I'm sure they uh, are mapping the Grand Line. So there's a lot of things that we'll eventually see in the future. And I'm excited to see where they're going to take this for all their 12 seasons they talked about. Yeah. All right. They're doing cool. 12 seasons of the live action? That was that was one of the like the thing that they were saying. They're like, "Oh, we're we did so well. Let's we might have twelve seasons in in, in store." The showrunner said right. he's going to do as many seasons as they let him. So yes. he is in for the long haul. And yeah. with all the backstory that the car anime has, he could do it. He could do twelve seasons easily. Yeah, I believe it. Um, back to what you were saying, uh, Chopper. Um, that how. Uh, you know, Oda like foreshadows a lot of things, how he ties them in. It's so frustrating because there'll be times where I will skip like a filler arc and later on in the show, you'll be like, oh wait, this is relevant again. And it ties back into something you may have skipped. So I wouldn't mm. even recommend skipping the fillers in the show just because they all tie back at some point. Mm-hmm. I haven't skipped any fillers. I've watched everything, even the dumb episodes where they're in like feudal Japan and I don't know what the hell is going on in that episode. <laughs> it's like it's like its own world. It's, it's really weird. Uh, but I'll watch those too. I don't care. I just got to know. So there are some episodes where they're just recaps of old episodes. It's, it's really strange. Oh, weird. Mm-hmm. They, I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're so, there. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, a lot of it took place in uh, Minnie's Lobby, I believe. That's when I first started seeing them. Where they'll show like literally... 40 seconds of like what's happening in the real time. And then the rest of the story is like a flashback which of an episode we've already seen. So there's no new content. So they've done that a few times, but that's those fillers. I feel like you can kind of skip, but the other fillers I feel like are important. So it's kind of hard to figure out which fillers are important, which fillers are not. Yeah. There's like a running list online that tells you which ones you can skip, which ones you can't based on the current story. But it's always funny seeing, like, when you go back to them, they're like, nope, this is updated. You can't skip this filler arc anymore. <laughs> oh, that's good. At least you keep them updated. All right. So yeah. speaking of updated, let's go into this episode. We are on episode six. We left off, and Zoro, sorry, Zoro was hurt. He was hurt pretty bad. And, you know, they put some fish skin stuff on him to get him to heal. Um, and then we kind of just dive into Sanji's past. Now, Sanji was a young chef uh, on a marine ship, I believe, and he gets attacked by a pirate called Redleg Zeph. And he was called that because, you know, he could fight really well with his legs, and somehow Sanji and him are the only two that get stranded on a island. Now, They have, he saves Sanji and then he has two like little, you know, uh, sheets or like little, I don't know, a package of food. 
and one is his and the other is Sanji's. And he goes, hey, you brat, go to the other side of the island and be a lookout. And I'll be a lookout on this side of the island. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to talk to you. Here's your share of the food and go. So young Sanji goes and he tries to ration his food. He tries to look for a ship and days and days and weeks pass and all his food is gone and he's skinny and then he's thinking this fucking guy he has more food than me i'm gonna go and try to steal the food from him he's like why does he get all the food he's a pirate so when sanji goes to steal the other guy's food he realized he doesn't have any food it was just treasure in his packet and what he did was he cut off his own leg and ate it wild wild um i did not expect that i thought that was pretty cool um when i watched it the first time in the anime uh what were your thoughts of how they you know they showed this in the live action do you think it lived up to it do you think they did a good job ski well i think there's differences i think in the manga they showed him literally taking a rock and breaking his leg i wow. think in the anime, they also there's a point where his leg got caught in an anchor and then yes, in an anchor. Off. and then this and then i think they did this one one was the one where sanji was trying to um you know try to kill zeth and take his food but then realized he had he had eaten his own leg and that shows the sacrifice that he was given to him because he was like oh i'm already old i've i've done my time and the reason why he wanted Sanji to live and the reason why he was very caring and very empathetic towards Sanji, which he kind of showed later, but not right away, was because Sanji has said while they're having the altercation on the boat before the boat got capsized, is that, that he was going to find the all blue. And Zeph was like, hmm, nice. So then that kind of inspired Zeph to have his dream be passed down to Sanji. So Sanji can find the all blue. Now, yeah, what's dude. interesting about this is that One Piece is all about dreams. Like, even when Zoro was fighting Mihawk and we knew it was a horrible idea, Luffy would always say, I cannot stand in the way of a man and his dreams. And you'll see the theme of dreams and the power of dreams carry on throughout the whole series. In fact, mm. uh, there are several theories about that, too. So, But we're not going to touch upon that in the live action coverage. We'll probably touch upon that on the anime coverage. Okay. All right. Very cool. Um, then they go back and forth to the, the real life. Um, there is this one funny joke, and I don't know if this joke has a reference in the anime, but like apparently Sanji does not like oregano. Oregano is for savages. I, I didn't catch that. Is that a thing in the manga or in the anime, or is that something strictly for uh, the live action? Yeah, no, I had never really seen it in the anime. And so I think that was just a running joke for the, the live action because that was also something that they had argued about when Sanji was a little kid. Yeah. Uh, was just coming in. He was like tasting the food. He was like, mm, this should have more oregano. And he pours oregano in. And that's, that's when Sanji tries to attack him. <laughs> I love that. That's really, really funny. Um, all right. And then we go back to the real world. And while... Zoro is passed out. Nami decides to read to him, and she reads him a book called the Mont Blanc Nolan, uh, which is an entire storyline in the anime. And I don't know if this is just like a little Easter egg for us, or a little, you know, uh, 
something for something to come a little bit later. I don't know if they're going to do that arc. I feel like they have to do that arc in order to get to Skypea. But I thought it was really cool how they made a little reference to it. What were your thoughts about that, uh, Skeeb? Yeah, once again, they have so much source material that they could go back on. Uh, they have so much that they could talk about. And I'm really happy that they kind of introduced this a little early on. Um, mm-hmm. And so Nolan the Black is one of my favorite storylines because it kind of also uh, is tied to what it happens now in the actual anime series. It's kind of all related. And so it's cool that they have that little Easter egg there. And another yeah. thing that we can point out is that in the picture of the book, they have Panda Man. So Panda Man is one of those references that Ichi Oda also has in his manga. It's not, it's not a real character. It's just one side character in the background that's like in almost every single piece of his artwork. Oh, that's what that is. It's, it's kind of like... Uh... In Adam Sandler, there's the guy who goes, you can do it. <laughs> like, that's one of those. Okay. Because I've seen Panda Man in, in certain scenes, and I never understood who he was or why he was there. He just shows up in mm-hmm. some of the filler episodes. So I, I do recognize that. I think he was also in the Foxy arc, yes. uh, which I might have seen him. Yep. Which is cool. Um, so back to the uh, what live action. Uh, while... Nami is reading to Zoro while he's passed out and recovering. Somebody shows up, and that's Arlong. Now, Arlong is a fishman. Can you explain to people what a fishman is? Yes. So in the One Piece world, there's different races. So you have the human race, and for example, you have the fishman race. Now, the fishmen are basically different types of fish-related. They're like they're a fusion of like fish and human. So they have all the powers of a fish. Uh, sorry, one second. Um, so let me let me just give you the quick rundown. So basically, what it is is that the fishmen are a race, and in and in, in this One Piece world, there's different races, and they're just one race that lives in this. this sorry, they they both basically can live in the ocean, but also be uh, on on land. Yeah. So what? We, we don't learn this now, but, but we learned that there is, you know, some discrimination. And we'll get into that in the later episodes. But in this point, Arlong says that he is superior. Fishmen are superior to humans. They are the evolution uh, of humans, kind of like how in the X-Men, the mutants are the evolution of humans. Uh, so he thinks he's superior. He thinks they're better. Um I kind of like this storyline because they made it a lot more complicated and a lot more, um, I don't know, I would say like we almost identify with Arlong, but not in this episode. We find that find that out a little bit later, uh, which is really cool. Uh, but he has all of these powers. And the other thing is Nami uh, has some history with him, which is pretty interesting, uh, which I thought was which is pretty good. She belongs to the Arlong Pirates. And I thought that was cool the way they show that. What were your thoughts on that, Skeet? Yeah, in the anime, uh, as you know, the uh, Nami always had allegiance to the Arlong Pirates. Uh, and also in the live action, she always kept saying, we're not a crew, we're not a crew. And yeah. uh, now you can see why. Uh, and that's that's where we kind of go back. Nami leaves this crew because she's part of Arlong's crew. Right. And- has that relationship with them we what she has what the relationship is is we don't know yet but she is part of arlong's crew 
Um, was she a spy? Was she like doing this um, just to leave, have her own thing to do, just kill some time? Uh, or was she always going to betray the Straw Hats? We don't know. But in the anime, uh, what she actually does is she steals the Going Mary and she, she goes to her island. And now that leaves Zoro, Sanji, Usopp, and, San- and um, Luffy stranded. Uh, but this is a little bit more different. This one, she kind of saves Luffy. Like, Luffy and Arlong get into an altercation. They fight outside. And Arlong is about to bite him. But then Nami steps in and stops it. And then Arlong's like, okay, let me just throw him in the water. Let the ocean take you. Knowing that he also has a devil fruit. And uh, Luffy will sink. And uh, Nami kind of saves Luffy in that moment. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to kind of understand whether Nami is helping him or not. Because she's, you know, acting like she's part of the pirates. Um, and then in this time, Zoro wakes up and he is better. And then they decide to go after Nami and help her because they don't know at this moment if she is really betraying them or not. Um, and then, you know, uh, Sanji decides, hey, I think I may join the pirates also because, you know, Luffy made this whole thing about him following his dream. Then it kind of got to him. And then I think at some point, Zeph also believed that Sanji should go and follow his dreams. And I think one part is where you see Luffy talking to Zeph. He goes, somebody came in here and they were starving and Sanji fed him. And then Zeph goes, He's a good boy. So, like, there is some kind of, like, love relationship between him and Zeph, even though they don't show it, and they're always fighting and they're angry. Um, and then him and Zeph have a little bit of an exchange, but he decides to to leave. And I feel like you guys have a lot of opinions on, on that. So you guys want to go into that? Well, let's just finish <laughs> off the scene of how Sanji leaves, right? Okay. And then we can dive into our opinion about it. Sure. Yeah, so Sanji, you know, he boards the ship and he has this whole little soliloquy thanking Zeph for everything. And they go about their way, right? That's the way it felt to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why it felt this way to me is because in the anime, it was way more impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, that little heart to heart was kind of cool that like you see a bit more of it, you know, actually spoken out loud. In the anime, it's a bit more implied. Mm. And in the anime, how it works is that, you know, Zeph and all the crew of the Baratier, uh, you know, they're all like, all right, bye, bro. Take care, whatever. And Sanji's like, yeah, I'm leaving. Peace out. All you suck. And then in the most pivotal moments, Zeph just says to Sanji, hey, Sanji, don't catch a cold. And at that moment, Sanji just breaks down, just thanking Zeph for everything. You know, he's bowing his head. He's like, I owe you my life. I just all these things. And then even the crew burst out in tears because they're like, no, nah, we love you, man. It's so sad to see you go. But the anime didn't have that hit for me. And or sorry, the live action the live didn't action, have that hit yeah. for me. Yeah. Like in the anime, it was so much better. And I wish they could have replicated that because it wasn't even that hard to do. But it just didn't hit the same, and I'm sad about that. Mm. What about you, Ski? What are your thoughts? I completely agree with uh, what Jazz is saying. Um, you're right. 
the the line that Zeph says at the anime, he's like, don't catch a cold as Sanji's walking away. And it kind of brings an emotional tear to Sanji. And from that moment, he gets really remorse and he thanks Zeph for everything that he's done. And the, when the Japanese culture, what they do is they bow their head. But Sanji got down into like a sajud. He got down and, and um, <laughs> put his head on the ground and thanked owner Zeph. He was like, owner Zeph. And then I just felt like it didn't really translate really well. Um, Skyler was just like, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I, I hated you, but, you know, thank you so much. Uh, you take care. And I was like, no, it wasn't the same. Mm. Okay, fair. I didn't have that much emotional attachment to the scene in the anime. So for me, I felt like it was a little rushed, but I didn't. I didn't miss the emotional impact, but I, I could see what you guys, uh, where you guys Did are coming from. Did you not cry when Sanji also, like, in the anime, just bows his head and just screams out everything? I still wasn't into it uh, by the time they got to the Brati. I still wasn't super into the anime at that point. Like, mm, I, rewatch it. Was, it. Yeah, if I rewatch it, I think I, I, I agree. If think, I think, like, now that I'm invested in these characters, if I go back and rewatch it, um, I will probably have a different reaction. But, like, I didn't like Usopp. I didn't care for Sanji. And all of that changes as like these characters get more character arcs and you learn more about them, right? So Zoro was probably the only one that I just loved from the start. I was like, that guy is just awesome. <laughs> so like Nami oh. is another one I hated. I hate Nami so much <laughs> in all of these like early episodes in the anime. Yeah. Wait till the end of Thriller Bark, because you're gonna love Zoro even more, man. All right, all right. So that's that's really cool. Um, so Just kidding. nothing happens. Yeah, yeah. Stop spoiling things for me. All right, listen. Um, so after the Sanji and Zeph exchange, um, we find out Buggy the pirate is the one who gave Arlong all this information, and the reason Buggy the pirate is able to do all this stuff is because he left his ear in like somewhere in like one of their hats or something or in their bag yeah, the straw hat in the little red band it was yeah and damn yo buggy's mad mad smart and this doesn't happen in the anime buggy's gone so they kind of found a way to add buggy and keep him in the live action in a couple of more episodes which i like because i think he was a fan favorite even though i know you guys didn't like him uh the internet has really liked him so he is a little bit of a fan favorite on the internet so i think it was a good move to make Buggy uh, more integral to this part. But I do feel like he starts off so menacing and he just becomes more silly as this as the episodes go on. Uh, what were your thoughts about Buggy? So at this scene is actually where I really began to like the live action Buggy. Okay. It was like, oh, that is so cool and that is so smart. He put his ear in and he could hear from wherever in the world with it. Yeah, and like it was just a really cool concept of how they did that. In fact, this is one of the things I actually like better about the live action than the anime because this felt more real. It felt like it's something that's plausible in in a world of like you know fantasy and all this, but like just separating an ear and like using it as a uh, a satellite micro or yeah, microphone. Yeah, like that's just so cool and so smart. So I actually really like this scene specifically of Buggy and the way they did this. Nice. Gabe, what about you? Yeah, same. I think uh, Buggy uh, kept more relevance in this, this portion of the anime. And I'm glad that they had him here because then, you know, you get a little bit more face-to-face -face time with him. Um, yeah. So, yeah, pretty cool. 
Okay. And then at the end, we do get to see that Nami has indeed ran away with the Arlong pirates and she is part of their crew. And we find out, you know, Arlong gives a speech about how he's so superior. Um, and then the episode kind of just ends. And I think in the next one is where we find out um, all of the backstory about the Arlong pirates and Nami's backstory, which is, in my opinion, one of the best parts of of the show, uh, which is really cool. But overall, what did you think of this episode with the Bar- Baratier and I think the focus on Sanji? <clears throat> so, you know, this episode was great. Uh, particularly the line that Arlong did where he was like, oh, you think of us fishmen as second-class citizens, make us do all your manual labor just because we look different. And I'm like, oh, goddamn, he's speaking some facts here. He even called out the maitre d' who was a fishman. He was like, don't you feel like, you know, you're you're waiting on these humans and you're better than that. You're a fishman. You shouldn't be doing this. I thought that right, was like- too. It was such a good line because, like, it's so relevant to a lot of what's happened in our world. So they definitely brought the heat with this. And to end it off with the way Nami betrayed them, you know, in the anime, yes, I thought Nami was annoying. I thought she was just there just as a female character. But now there's more nuance to her. And I actually kind of like the way they did this. Like, it was different. It wasn't like, you know... I'm not going to rave about it, but it was really good regardless. Yeah. And, and Nami, uh, go ahead, Skeep. And including the Maitre D in the earlier scenes kind of gives you the idea of, oh, there's like a fishman here and they're kind of part of the society, which mm-hmm. you do. You, you kind of see them in different like stalls and shops and they have their own, you know, they live amongst the humans, but you're right. There they're still has this uh, notion and this idea that they're lesser human beings. Mm. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Uh, and we'll talk about a little bit of the social overlap of that in the real world compared to the Fishman world. I think that's really cool. Um, and I feel like the fact that they casted a a black man to play Arlong goes a long way because it makes that like it, it just hits different. Uh, the way he talks, mm-hmm. the way he speaks and the way he says these things, you're kind of watching and you're like, man, this guy knows what he's talking about. And then you're like, I get it. I get it. So it's it's really, really cool. I definitely uh, think that they put some thought into that. And I think that's really, really cool. I did uh, mention this earlier, too, where the fishmen are actually like two to three times taller than the humans. They're built differently. They're much stronger. Um, and they're, they're, they have the ability to, to like kind of manipulate water by using like different fighting techniques and splash water, different ways like bullets. So, yeah. In the in the live action, they kind of like dulled it down a bit. They made it more humanistic, like human size, but still a little bit strong. But I wish they kind of immaculated the how like how gigantic fishmen are. So I I kind of disagree with you there because even though I would have loved to see them more of like gigantic, I'm glad they went with like prosthetics and real life stuff rather than CGI. I feel like you could CGI a giant fishman really easily, but the fact that they went with like you know. A, practical effects i feel like practical effects just like they last longer like you can watch a movie like star wars or gremlins and the practical effects still last but like you watch a movie with like cgi and like jar jar banks just does not look good like it's like one of those things so i'm a big (laughs) fan of uh practical effects and I, i don't i can deal with losing the size if they keep the practical effects i i'm a big fan of that 
Yeah, no, I agree with prosthetics. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Skeeb. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with the I, I agree with the prosthetics. I think they did an amazing job with setting those up and make them really look like fishmen. But in the anime, uh, you get a lot of size comparable things. So, uh, and that's kind of where it brings like the intimidation, it brings like society. So let's see what the live action does with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I am a big fan of this arc. This was the part, like the next two episodes are the ones in the anime that really sold me. Like I was all in on the anime after these two arc, when we get to uh, the village where Nami is from. I think that's really, oh, really the oh, turning point. Something. Yep, told you. Uh, episode 44, man, in the anime. Just get through episode 44, you'll fall in love. Yeah, yeah. Is it episode 44? I thought it was a lot earlier, but yes. It's uh, 44, man. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I love this episode. Uh, I think it was really good, but uh, the thing I like about this episode, episode 6, is the way it sets up everything for Nami. Like, we saw it coming when she was playing the drinking game with Zoro, and now we see it, like, being fulfilled. Uh, she was going to leave them earlier, but she decided to come back when he was fighting Mihawk. Uh, so Nami is this like conflicted character and I really, really like the way they show that. Um, anything else you guys want to say about this episode before we go? I think that's all I have about this episode. So the ending, um, we also see one more scene with Garp and, uh, Mihawk where mm. Garp is like, why'd you let him go? And Mihawk's like, eh, I just want to see what happens. He's funny. <laughs> and like... <laughs> <laughs> we talked it for the lols <laughs> yeah right he literally did and it's kind of goofy you know in the anime he's way more serious but here i'm just like all right i i, I kind of dig it like he's not as serious it kind of works for him uh and it's in line with what actually happened because like oh shoot i can't say this yet <laughs> you're not there yet needs uh okay you know up ahead you, it'll be something similar you'll see it and so, okay. uh, right, this is just in line with Mihawk's character about how much he actually likes Luffy. It's just really funny. It's really great. And when Garp was angry about it, then he's like, you know what? You're right. He's my grandson. But he's a pirate. And then he goes actually like full force Garp on him. And that's yeah. when the gloves would really come off. I thought that was actually a really cool way of showing that as well. Um, it's not, you know, one for one with the anime, but you know what? It's cool. I like it. Nice. Skeeb, what about you? What are your final thoughts about this episode? I loved the backstory with Sanji and Zeph. I think they yeah. did an amazing job replicating what it was in the anime. Uh, and you, you saw it firsthand, and I think, it, I think they, they, they did a really good job. And I love the fact that they did this, and I'm really excited to see what the other backstories about the characters that they're going to develop later on. Uh, we also um, didn't talk about how Luffy would speak to Zoro while he was uh, injured and resting. Luffy mm -hmm. was there to also encourage him. He was like trying to get Zoro his favorite food and being reminiscent about uh, Zoro and really encouraging him to come back. And then eventually he was like, yo, Nami left. And I think that's the part where like Zoro is like, okay, let's let's go get her too as well. Yeah, no, no, no I really like that. Uh, the other thing we didn't mention, I really like the an, uh, acting of uh, the young Sanji. I thought that kid did a great job. I thought he, he really, really, yeah, he really pulled it out there. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, Big fan of this episode, but I think the next two episodes are really what, you know, hit it for you guys, uh, for all the people who are watching the live action. Uh, but that's all I got for this episode, man. Thank you for joining us, Skeeb. I know you got to go soon, so I want to make sure you can catch your flight soon. But that's all we got. And until next time, guys, salam, nerds. Peace.